welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am so excited that you guys are here today. And I just think that this topic we're going to be talking about today is such a timely one as we've gotten into a new year and we're setting goals and trying to make plans and you know envisioning what this next year will look like in our lives. And that topic that we're going to be talking about is comparison. I'm actually here with my new friend, Jessica Hoddle. And yeah, Jessica, say hi. Hey, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I am so honored to be here and to talk about this with you today. Yay, me too. Would you uh, be willing to just take a couple of minutes to introduce yourself, maybe share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Oh, and a fun fact. I always love hearing the fun facts. Okay. Well, at the time of this recording, I am 33. <laughs> and I love helping women just basically know that they can get emotionally and physically and spiritually healthy while keeping God at the center. And one of my biggest things is when your soul is well, you can be well mm -hmm. uh, because our soul is the gateway and it connects us to God's truth and it connects us mm -hmm. to our body. So it's the inroad. It's our mind, will, and our emotions, which is consistent of our thoughts. And I get really passionate about it. <laughs> I am married to my husband. We've been married for four years and we've been together for six. We met on eHarmony. He mm -hmm. lived in a completely different state than I did about two hours away. And so we dated for about a year. He engaged. He proposed <laughs> at around six months. And then I had a house in Ohio. So, you know, going through that process. Mm -hmm. We don't have any kids, but we have, we love animals. So we have three fur babies <laughs> and we just love doing all the things outside. We're both kind of, I guess, go getters, but mm -hmm. we love adventure in a sense too. I mean, like adventure, not as far as like bungee jumping, but like adventure <laughs> as in, you know, hiking and being outside and trying new things. Yeah. So uh, not like the extreme adventure sports. But. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll climb, I'll climb a mountain if I have all the things. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, the extreme ones, I'm like, I just don't think I could do it. So mm -hmm. fun fact. Okay. Let me think. I, fun fact. Hmm. That's a good one. I think, well, I just love to, I love to read, but I also love reading novels that are like more sci-fi. Not a lot of, I don't really talk about that a lot, but I love like, you know, of course, the Hunger Games. But like I read The Fifth Wave this year. I read 10 novels this year, which is really good for me because I'm a slow reader. <laughs> and I just love like the idea of just being this warrior. So it's kind of funny. Like, I just love karate. I love all of that art, like mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. of that. And like deep inside me, I just picture myself being like a John Wick. Like that is how I picture myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fun fact about me. That is so funny. Okay, normally next, I would ask, how do we know each other? But the truth is that we are new friends via Instagram. I, I know you, you have, might have been following me for a little bit. So you reached out and we just decided to do a podcast episode. And I'm really excited. Yeah. So that's really fun. And I also love Instagram. I feel like more often than not, a lot of friends I have nowadays, I've met on Instagram before yeah. ever meeting in real life, mm -hmm. which I think is so fun. It's such a fun way to think about the internet having kind of the internet has a few redemptive qualities, but I think that that is one of them for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. 
Okay. Well, on this podcast, because I've, I'm pretty passionate about travel, we do often touch on travel here and there. So I would love to know where's your favorite place you've ever been and or a place you're kind of hoping to go in the future? Favorite places. I just love being outside, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So a lot of places that we go to will, will typically be mountains or hiking or like that adventure. We went to Kenya last year with our good friends. They have, they have a ministry called Hope for Kenya. And mm-hmm. we were there for two weeks. And goodness, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, it is just life changing. People say that and you're like, okay, you know, but <laughs> when you are actually around people that just love Jesus and they smile and they're happy and they have nothing, it's just amazing to see that. And that really blessed my heart. And just being able to be there, you just like, it's sh- like, I feel like it sheds all of the insecurities we have here in the US. Mm-hmm. And so, favorite place to go? Huh. My husband and I, we actually just want to visit every state and he loves golfing. So he wants to collect a golf ball from every state. So that's fun. That's kind of like a goal of ours. Yeah. How many have you done so far? Not very many (laughs) because, well, with the pandemic this year, we had a couple that we were going to go to, but I would say at least five or six right now. Okay, cool. We got quite a ways to go, but hey. That's really fun. That's a fun way to do it is to like, get a souvenir. I like that it's kind of the same thing from each state just as like a little... Mm -hmm. That's really fun. Yeah. That's cool. I think... I mean, yeah, I'd like to visit every state too, just in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like we forget sometimes that the US is so vast and there's so many different places and terrains and environments you can experience in just this one country. Like... Hawaii and Alaska couldn't be more different. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? We went, oh gosh, we did we did go to Hawaii and we went there 2 years ago and it was mm-hmm. amazing. It was just beautiful and I mean, I would love to go to Bora Bora and stay on a Ooh. hut. That would be like the <gasps> oh, ultimate yeah. the mm-hmm. ultimate goal, but we do want to travel 50 states. Are those the huts that are like on the water uh, and they yes. just have like the little <laughs> walking bridge that connects all of them? Yes, please. Gosh, what a dream. I know, I know. it looks like it like it does isn't real. Like I, that shouldn't be a real thing, but it clearly is. And it's yeah. also on my list. So <laughs> Yes. We keep saying like five year anniversary. Okay, well, maybe seven year maybe anniversary. Seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honorary five year. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we let's just jump right on into our topic. And that is how to avoid the comparison trap. I'm sure that like everyone listening and you and I can agree that comparison is just kind of the worst. But it's also in a lot of ways at every turn. Like there's a potential for comparison at every turn in our lives. And thus, we've all kind of been affected by it, right? And have you heard the saying, comparison is the thief of joy from Theodore Roosevelt? Yes, I have. I think we've all seen like some sort of pretty image on social media or Pinterest or something (laughs) with that quote. I would go so far as to say that like comparison can be the thief of life in a lot of ways. Because if we're constantly kind of dragged down by comparing what we have or what our lives look like to those around us, like it can really steal a lot of the opportunities and the doors that might be trying to open for us if we're just so consumed with comparison. It can distract us from being like fully present and engaged with, you know, the life, the journey that we have for ourselves that God has set before us. So I'd love to know from you, in your opinion, what do you think is at the root of comparison? Yeah, I recently heard Michelle Myers, she's a dear friend of mine, and she had said, you know, when you're having a really good time, you don't pick up your phone. Mm -hmm. And if we think about that, when we're feeling like 
down and out or when we're trying to escape something or we try to fill our time, what do we go to? Our Mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. And what happens when we go to our phone, it brings the opposite of what we think it's going to bring. We think it's going to just, you know, make us feel better or whatever, but we end up feeling worse about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And in comparison to that, when we think about our real life friends, do Mm -hmm. we really compare ourselves to them? Like think about it really long and hard. You might have a friend or a church member like, wow, like I kind of wish I had that job. But when I'm thinking about my own life and the people I know in real life, I'm not really comparing myself to them because I have a relationship with them Mm -hmm. and I can go to them and talk to them. Mm -hmm. And being able to have that relationship with them is different than when we go into social media and we go and it's like literally our insecurities are on display. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, all these people we don't know, we start to compare ourselves to. Mm -hmm. And so to me, the root of comparison is always our insecurities. It's what we think God didn't supply to us that he gave to somebody else. Mm -hmm. We start to think that God has these favorites, right? Because we see everybody becoming an author or a podcaster or going on vacation or Mm -hmm. whatever it is that Mm -hmm. we go, well, why doesn't God see me? What's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? Right? He does. It must not matter to him that I prayed this prayer because now I'm seeing everybody else get this prayer answered. I guess I was just praying for everybody else, you know? (laughs) And what happens is that our own insecurities get magnified. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, whatever's in your heart, your mouth will speak. And so the root of comparison is always from a place of lack. It's our insecurities, but it's also from pain. Mm. I think it really, our relationship with God really affects how we see other people And when we think about comparison, I always like to just ask, like, do you look at her as opportunity or do you look Mm -hmm. at her as the opponent? Mm. And I think that's huge because if we look at her as opportunity, we're able to say, wow, like God is doing something in her. I want to get under her. Like, like Mm. (laughs) Lisa Keaton likes to say, get under her pinata. Like when something good happens to somebody, they talk about getting under her pinata, like catching all the candy. If you look at it visually, like, She just Mm -hmm. busted open this like favor, right? So get under Mm -hmm. it and start collecting that as well. And I love that visual. And I think that we begin, it begins to affect our relationship. But if you look at her as the opponent, right? Mm -hmm. We begin to actually start to fall away. We begin to not have intimate relationships. We begin to pull back and we begin to think, I don't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm it's never going to be enough. I'll never have enough. And God just doesn't care. That's really, I love that. I love what you said about getting under her pinata and just celebrating the victories with our sisters or brothers. Like instead of, you know, letting jealousy or envy kind of creep in and, you know, wonder why they got this thing or they hit this goal or whatever. And I didn't instead saying, or even just like pivoting, right? Because I think it can, it can be hard to naturally just I don't know for me at least my I'm also like an Enneagram four if that helps explain me at all but my like my penchant is to go toward envy because I inherently think there's something missing (laughs) which is really fun (laughs) and so but to pivot instead of thinking in terms of comparison like that and saying like wow like she has been working so hard or like God has just blessed her or, you know, whatever. And instead choosing to celebrate with and still be expectant for myself, like knowing that God can do anything, obviously, but that he's going to do exactly what he already has planned for my life and for 
the journey that he has me on, which might look totally different than the journeys other people around me are on, right? So it's a little bit of like, I mean, I always think of, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. And it's like, well, no, it's where you invest your time and your energy and your joy is where the grass will be greener. So that doesn't have to mean just your own lawn. It can mean the lawns of those around you as well, right? So I, I love that. Just getting under her pinata. That's a really fun way to think about it. Okay. How would you say the trap of comparison has affected you personally? I was thinking about the the scripture when it talks about whatever we eat, whatever we drink, you know, do it, whatever it is that you do, do it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about, well, when I see somebody else do something that I've been praying for, do mm-hmm. I glorify God through her or do I glorify her? Ooh, yeah. And so I, whew, if I'm being honest, my first response <laughs> is not like, yeah, God, look at you go. Praise God. It is, huh? It's interesting, <laughs> you know, but of course I'm rooting for her, like deep down inside, I'm rooting for her. But yeah. my flesh is kind of like, well, okay, that's great. You know, like yeah, yeah. what's what's wrong with me? And that's kind of where our bend tends to go in this fleshly body when our soul is aching to be filled. Hmm. And so for me, comparison has been in every area of my life, whether it was with men, with business, fitness, mm. all the areas that I talk about all the time, I've had these comparisons in. I mean, fitness is a huge one, of course. You know, bodies, we try to normalize body types of what this body is and that body is, and we try to have her body and and then we just completely forget the word of God and that we're image bearers of God and how he created us and why he created us. And that, you know, can you imagine if our body was created with all the same pieces? Like, like it just would not, it would not work. We'd have like, we wouldn't even have like a body would just be like 10 arms, you know, (laughs) it just wouldn't work. And so I think we forget that root foundation of who we are. Cause when we Mm -hmm. can really believe the scripture and not just read it, but believe it. Cause if we're called believers, we should be believing believers. And mm. that's the hardest part. It's not just, I read this book. It's how did this book change me? Yeah. And I think that that's like, this isn't a checklist. This isn't something that we're just doing. But for me, comparison, if I give a more specific example, I've been in fitness for 10 years. So fitness is a big one. But even in business, I've been in business also for 10 years and working from home since I was roughly 24. Mm. And I have let comparison literally guide my business. Meaning if this woman is doing a webinar or if she's doing a podcast or whatever, I have to do that because she got these results. And what happened is it left me tired. It Mm. left me weary. It left me exhausted because I was running a race. I wasn't called to race. Mm -hmm. And I was climbing a mountain that God never asked me to climb. Mm -hmm. And it has affected me so much. I've wasted time. I've wasted money. I've wasted energy doing something I was never called to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean... Truly, like God is unique in that he, I mean, what I mean to say is God creates a unique path and journey for each of us. And so if we keep our attention and our eyes on everyone else, we're going to miss out on all the things he wants us to do. Right. And I like that, you know, not measuring your quote unquote success by the successes of others. Because again, just because one thing worked for or has been good for one person doesn't mean it's going to be the best thing for you on your own unique journey with the Lord, right? Yeah. I think for me, here's the thing. If you are a believer, we have to get to this point where we know that every single day is ministry. Mm. 
It doesn't matter if you do the trash. It doesn't matter if you work in a church building. It doesn't matter if you're a coach, a counselor, you coach, you know, football. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. As a believer, you have a ministry and your ministry is reconciliation first and foremost to reconcile people to the word of God and to God himself, right? Through Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. if we could get back to that, our lives would change because when we start looking at our lives as not as ministry, that's when we begin to compare. That's when we just, we try to escape our jobs because we think if I leave this job, then I can do ministry. Right. And like just totally missing it if we're like, okay, no, actually I'm already in the ministry and how can I show up and serve? I love that. Yeah. Beautiful little mind, mind flip, like looking at every activity, every opportunity, every role we fill as an opportunity for ministry and a way to love the people that are around us. Right. And I, th- one more thing to just add real quickly is with the ministry is that the results, the fruit doesn't look like the world. And that's what the heart, that is what is the hardest about ministry with the gospel is that, you know, I had my friend speaking life into me this weekend. She's like, just remember Jess, like our bend is towards business that if I do, you know, A plus B, it will equal C. But mm-hmm. ministry is kind of like A plus B equals Z. Mm-hmm. You don't know the outcome. And for us, we want to see it. But mm-hmm. he's asking us, will you believe even if you don't see? Yeah. Trust the sowing and trust that he will reap what he wants to reap. And it might not look like or be on the timeline that we would consider or that we would expect. Yes. Well, can you tell us about a time in your life when? you know, that comparison that you've experienced left you maybe feeling kind of empty? I I always tell the story. So I started to run a online membership. And the reason why I started this membership, monthly membership, it was a fitness membership, was Mm -hmm. because somebody at the time, my, I guess you could say business mentor, who really wasn't a believer had said, Hey, yeah, you know, why don't you just create a (laughs) membership site? I was like, Okay, great. Let's do it. Because you tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. And it was really out of this comparison because at that time, it, they started to become really popular. And I never consulted God like, hey, am I supposed to do this? And I went a whole year basically just striving to make this work, like exhausted every single month. I was losing money, even though it, money was coming in. But the numbers don't lie in the end. Like, you know, <laughs> as a business owner, you're like, okay, I have to do the numbers, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just that comparison of, well, everybody else is doing it. Why not me? Like, why can't I do it? You know, and just that pursuit of what I thought success was or had to be equal Mm. to dollar sign at that Mm -hmm. moment. I'm not saying God ain't going to bless it, but if it's not his, well, I mean, let's be honest because irresponsibility. I just heard my friend Summer Phoebus say that she says, irresponsibility is on me, generosity is on God. And so if I'm being irresponsible, right, that's on me. And that was a huge thing for me with comparison of, I just need to be seen, to be known, to be heard. And if I do this, then I'll get to the top. And that was all comparison. It was greed. Because if we think about comparison, it's really greed. But nobody likes to talk about that. You know, why does she, why does she have what I don't have? Because I should have what she has. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greed is a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not cute. Like comparison yeah. is a little more like surface level. Right. But really, comparison can be a sin. Right. There's a a root underneath there for sure. You know, when I think about comparison and, you know, the quote at the top that I mentioned about it being the thief of joy, 
I am often reminded of the verse in Matthew 11 and the message version, verses 28 through 30, which say, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I always feel like that paints such a vivid picture of what it means to like really walk with Jesus and and I trust him to lead you and guide you. And with comparison, I feel like, you know, it can really pull us away from that, that place of real rest and, you know, the lightness uh, by the grace of Jesus of walking with him. I would love to hear from you after we've talked a lot about comparison. How did you kind of find your way back to passion, your passions and purpose and joy? I think number one is I often pray for encouragement. I say, Mm -hmm. you know, Father, send somebody to encourage my heart today because I really need it, you know, Mm -hmm. and I begin to look for that. And I think that's important because sometimes we're afraid to ask for it. And so I'll go to my best friend and be like, I just need, can you say something nice to me? Like, <laughs> I think that our, our souls sometimes need that because when we're in our own little bubble, we're on our phone, we're in our cubicle, we're in our car, you know, we begin to think we don't matter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like the father is kind to use other people to speak life into us. And yeah. so to come back to the joy and the purpose, sometimes we need just the one or two people in our lives that we can just go to breathe that fresh life into you. And to be able to just pray to the Father, like, can somebody just send somebody my way to bring me encouragement today? You know, because of course, His Word is full of encouragement, but He Mm -hmm. loves community. And I think having that community, number two would just be to get rid of things that don't actually bring you closer to the Father Mm -hmm. or your business. And so what I mean by that is I don't use that business mentor anymore. It doesn't mean he's not great. Doesn't mean he's not good. He's very smart. A lot of the things, but I had to take a break. Because Mm -hmm. what was happening was it wasn't bringing me closer in my ministry. It was just like that internal struggle of, should I be doing this? I should be doing more. Oh my gosh, you know? And so I had to like not be afraid to step away from the things that weren't actually bringing me closer to my purpose, that weren't bringing me joy. And number three, just get off your phone. Like Mm. I had this huge disconnect, like it was like an umbilical cord. I I was like, I actually really love my life. And when I say that, I'm not saying that because nothing is bad and everything is great. I think Mm -hmm. once you get off your phone, you realize like, you know what? Like, this is good. Even in bad, like this is good. And we, because we're trying to live real life on our real life, like, which is, you know, R-E-A-L versus R-E-E-L. Yeah. And you just can't, you just can't. But I agree with you about finding great people to connect with. I've done that, I mean, for sure throughout the years. And it's been a blessing to be able to to meet some of them in in person. Mm -hmm. But man, just get off your phone. Like just take a break, cut the umbilical cord and look up, look Mm -hmm. up and you'll realize, okay, like, wow. And you'll have that renewed sense of this is what I'm called to do. Or wow, I really mm-hmm. love just looking outside and watching the birds. Like it mm-hmm. can be that simple, friends. It does not have to be this like, today I'm going to write out my entire vision and you know, just mm-hmm. finding those things. So those are probably my top three. 
Yeah, just a little bit of like slowing down and savoring the moment and not feeling like you have to share it, right? Yes. You don't even necessarily have to capture it. And I'm someone who loves taking photos. I have a terrible memory. So there are times (laughs) where I have to whip out my phone just to take a photo so that I will remember a moment. But there is something so beautiful about not doing that and just enjoying where you are. It's so strange that, you know, our generation and obviously the generations below us are the first that have to grapple with constantly having a camera in our pocket, constantly having, you know, a tie to the internet in our pocket. Like it's cool and also terrifying (laughs) at the same time. And yeah, I just think there really is something to be said about leaving your phone at home, Mm -hmm. going for a walk and not like I go on morning walks with my dog. I, I take him for a lot of walks, if I'm honest. But my morning walks just this week, I started I used to listen to like a daily podcast while I took him for walks. And just this week, I started not doing that and leaving my phone at home and just like embracing our walk and just enjoying everything I see and spending that time instead reflecting and praying and, you know, preparing my mind and my heart for the day without the distraction of my phone. And, or as I like to put it, sometimes the tyranny of the urgent, like it feels like everything is so important when it's right there in the palm of our hands. But if we can just slow down and, and savor each moment, I think you're right. There is something to be said about doing that and all the other things you mentioned, because those can bring us back to what we've been made to do without the distractions. Oh, I feel convicted. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Come on, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Well, how can we identify... I'm really excited to hear about this. How can we identify when maybe our actions are based on comparison or maybe even compromise versus like the things that we feel really called to do? If I think of the mountain analogy, when I was talking about climbing the mountain, Mm -hmm. when you're on that mountain and you're climbing that mountain, it's going to feel really heavy. Yeah. Heavy meaning emotionally, you feel like you're fighting. Like you're like, man, why can't I think of this or create this content or say this to this person? There's usually a lot of tension, right? And Mm -hmm. you're like, why does this feel so hard? And I'm not saying that our call, it doesn't feel hard, but there's a difference between feeling heavy and constantly feeling like you're fighting for something versus mm-hmm. it just feeling hard in a sense. Because when it feels hard with dealing with contracts or people or whatever, the call will still feel light. And you'll, yeah. be, re- you'll be reminded and going, nope, I know that this person is who I'm supposed to be talking to you, or I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be writing this. But when you're climbing a mountain that you were never asked to climb, it's going to feel real heavy mm-hmm. pretty fast. Ooh, and yeah. I think that if you can just think about that analogy and just close your eyes and think about somebody that, you know, when you're called to it, you climb pretty fast. You got that pack back on. It might feel heavy for a minute, but you're just climbing because you know, versus mm-hmm. the person that you're like, eh. and then that heavy <laughs> backpack starts to weigh you down and you start to slow down and you start mm-hmm. to question, should I even be climbing this mountain? And I think... Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is great with discernment and Mm -hmm. he's great with conviction. And I think if you want to go, well, am I supposed to be climbing this mountain? Go back (laughs) to who gave you the idea. Mm. Where did this idea come from? Was it based on somebody else's opinion and said, hey, Jess, you should really be doing this? Or did it, was it something that burst in my quiet time? Or was it something I heard somebody say that I wanted to write down or, you know, whatever? I mean, somebody can speak life into you and say these things. But I think just again, in general, where did this idea come from and why did you start pursuing it? I think is the basis of what you can begin to evaluate. Where did this idea come from and why do I want to do it? 
Mm, that is good. And it's it's always, I feel like anytime I've been nudged by the Holy Spirit to do something, you are so right. The weight has not been heavy. And that doesn't mean that it was easy. (laughs) (laughs) Even the things I'm still doing, I'm like, it's hard and it's hard to stick with it. But you're right. What I'm carrying doesn't feel heavy. It's not weighing me down. It doesn't feel like a burden. That's a really beautiful way to think about it. Well, how would you encourage someone to... Man, this is a great question too. I'm really excited for this one. How would you encourage someone to live with what's right in their hands right now? Like what they can see, what they can feel, what they can, you know, envision themselves needing to do while they prepare for whatever might be right around the corner. I heard a pastor, we we went through this training with my church and I, I love what he said. He said, what's in your hand prepares you for what's in your heart. Mm. And I think oftentimes we want to skip with, we want to skip with what's in our hand and we just want God to give us what's in our heart. But we know that what's in our hand actually prepares us for what's in our heart. It builds character. It builds patience. It builds just kindness and goodness. It builds our faith. It gives us encouragement, even in the midst of suffering, that even when we experience suffering, does he not turn it for good? He gives us that redemption. So then it calls us further into that call of what's in our heart. It deepens it. It gives us more empathy and compassion to be able to do those things because we have honored what's in our hands. You know, I worked in retail management. Okay. I loved working at Joanne Fabrics, but it had nothing to do with what I do now. Absolutely nothing. And... (laughs) You know, working there from the time I was 16 till I was 24, I also worked at Sharon Speedway, which is like a little motor cart. It's not motor cart. I'm totally butchering it, but like just a race <laughs> racetrack. And I worked at a golf pro shop. I would work mm-hmm. three jobs in the summer. And what that taught me was I started to become a like part-time manager at first and I was a key holder. Mm-hmm. And then I worked way up to, you know, being a key holder. And then I was one under my boss. And then they were asking me if I wanted to be, you know, an owner of or like a manager, a high manager of a store. And I was like, that's not my call. But what it taught me was when you show up and you work hard, even if my heart was like grumbling, right? Because let's be honest, retail is not always fun, <laughs> right? The hours are not fun. So let me tell you, I had a lot of grumbling, mm-hmm. but it taught me to show up. It taught me to work hard. It taught me that when we show up and work and do those things, he'll honor what's in our heart and it teaches us. So those two things of what I do now of writing and speaking and podcasting and helping people in fitness has absolutely nothing to do with sewing, crafting, or (laughs) cutting fabric. (laughs) So if we can honor what's in our hearts or in our hands, it prepares us for what's in our heart. Yeah, I always think back on like it's funny whenever somebody asks me what I do like for work, like what what my job is. Cause I do website development and design. I shouldn't say website development. I'm not a coder, but I can <laughs> I, I build out and design yeah. websites for clients. I'm a freelancer. However, my formal education, my degree is in children's ministry. So like it does not make sense to the logical brain, but I see how God directed every single step. Obviously, now in, in retrospect, I can see it all. And you're so right. And it's when we are focused on what's right in front of us and like just stay faithful to that thing and trust that God is doing something really awesome, whether or not it might feel awesome at the time, He will lead and guide into all of the next steps. And you're right. When we're we're faithful to those things, then what is in our heart and what, you know, God has for us right around the corner, we are going to be fully ready for it. And sometimes you can look back and say, wow, I never could have expected that I would be where I am now versus where I was, you know, five, 10 years ago or whatever. I always think of it in terms of 
maintaining and keeping open hands. So I think we have a tendency often, or maybe I'll just speak for myself, to just like grab onto things and clench things very tightly. So with what we have, what I have right now, I might want to just like hold onto it real tight because it's mine and I'm passionate about it and I love it and XYZ, all those things. But when I've chosen or when I when I became aware of the beauty in keeping my hands instead of clenched tight, but just like open and rested, God can do so much more. And he can, I don't know, I just think when you have open hands, like it means he can freely give, but he can also take away at the right time. And so if your hands are always open, like there's so much opportunity for God to do some really awesome things. So I love that. Okay. I have one more question for you on this topic and it's kind of a curveball because I didn't prepare you for it. (laughs) So I hope you're ready. Uh, What one thing would you say we can do right now individually for everyone listening and myself, because I'm a little selfish and want to hear it. What can we do right now to keep moving forward in our purpose without looking side to side at what others are doing? The scripture that just came to my mind was all of us will be held accountable for the things that we do here on earth. Mm. And if we take that scripture and believe it, that means Mm -hmm. that no matter what she does, I'm not responsible for it. But guess what? Every word I say, every action I do, everything I pursue, he will talk to me about it when we get there. Mm. And so if I can think of that, that changes my perspective. And I'll give you an example. You know, if I'm walking down the road and I do this genuinely and I'm not tooting my own horn, but if I see trash on the side of the road, I pick it up. I don't Mm -hmm. make an announcement about it. I'm not like I clean up the, you know, the trash day on the side of the road. I just pick it up. You know why? Because the father sees that. Nobody else might see that you picked up the trash or that you did something for your neighbor. She might not even see that you did that for you. Like your neighbor might not even see that they did that, that you did that for them. But am I willing to do the things that nobody else sees or that they do see? Yeah. Because I truly believe that every single thing I do, God sees. Because guess what? I'm going to be held accountable. Okay. And Mm -hmm. I have this thing. If I walk past a a buggy and I don't put it away back in this little cart thing, you know, I can't do it. Like, it's seriously something in me. I'm like, I feel like I'm held accountable for that buggy that's loose in the parking lot. Because (laughs) if somebody wants to pull up, how annoying is it when there's a, you know, a buggy there and there's those little things, right, Mm -hmm. that we can do that plants a seed for somebody else's harvest, right? Yeah. If I move that buggy, maybe that person that needed a closer spot can pull in, right? Mm-hmm. So there are things that we plant that nobody else will see, but they'll reap the harvest for, but you'll get to see it in that. heaven. Yeah, and I so love that, that. Hopefully that encourages somebody or, you know, that was kind of, I mean, that is exactly what just came to my mind. And mm-hmm. I could just get to that truth of like, everything I do is seen by God and I will be held accountable. Not what I don't do, but what I do do. And yeah. What she does, I won't be held accountable for. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I like that a lot. Thinking about the little things we do, we don't know. We don't know what seeds we're sowing every single day. Some we might, you know, we might have an idea, but there are so many little decisions we make every single day, and we don't know what kind of seeds are being sowed by those decisions. Also, I feel like I might need to clarify. It took me a minute to understand what you meant by buggy. <laughs> shopping cart. It's a shopping cart. Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, this is another instance in which you consider how large the United States are that we have like different terms for. Yeah. <laughs> no, when I say buggy, it's definitely shopping cart, no matter where I am. <laughs> so funny. It's like the soda pop 
uh, debacle. Or like if you're in the South, some people just say Coke. And that means (laughs) any kind of soda. Yeah, I definitely say pop. Or yeah, I say pop. Oh, so okay. So I'm originally from California. We definitely say soda and shopping cart. (laughs) But you said it. You said buggy. And then I was like, I was thinking like a baby buggy. But then I... (laughs) I caught on. I caught on. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, well, this has been wonderful. I feel so encouraged to keeping on the path that I, you know, know is before me. Oftentimes with when I'm walking with the Lord, I feel like I really do only know that one next step. And the rest is like, I, I know that there are stepping stones beyond that one. But right now I can only see that one. So staying faithful to that and just focusing on that one versus like, well, what's in 10 steps from now? And just trusting that God's got it all planned out. And so far he has. So I don't think there's a reason to doubt him now. But I just feel very encouraged to stay faithful to what I think I'm supposed to do in this season. And as well to be more conscientious of how my little decisions could be sowing seeds for, you know, someone else's encouragement or I don't know, the next step they might be taking in their own faith journey. So thank you so much for sharing so much about comparison and even more importantly, just staying focused on our purpose and staying focused on the Lord. This has been really awesome. But before we go, I do have three more questions that I ask all the guests on this show, which are just kind of fun. So I would love to know, knowing what you know now at... How old are you? I forgot to ask. 33. 33. Okay. So knowing what you know now at 33, what would you tell yourself at age 20? I think it just goes into what we've been talking about today is that the seed you plant now grows into your future. Mm. And, you know, 20, I was, I didn't even know the Lord at that time. (laughs) And so I just was planting seeds of sexual immorality, sleeping with men, doing my thing. And for me, granted, the Lord got me, he redeemed all of that. But the seeds that we plant do still affect our future. You know, it goes into relationships, it went into how I viewed men. And there was had to be a lot of healing around that. For just one example, but Friends, like even though the words that are typed on a screen into social media, guess what? They're still seeds. Uh, Mm. So everything you say, your opinion (laughs) and what you feel, it doesn't go away. It's actually seeds that you're planning into your future. Those things are not to be taken lightly. And I think for me, it's just remembering the seed you plant now grows into your future. And so what kind of seeds are you planting? What kinds of words are you saying? What kind of actions are you... Because actions are a seed as well. I think it's important to remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, one, no, two more questions. Who or what <laughs> would you say is inspiring you lately? It could be a book or a person or a podcast or really anything. I just got back from my friend has a ministry called She Works His Way and her name is Michelle Myers. And we just got back from a conference and she really blessed my heart this week. It was my heart was a little weary. My soul was a little weary. And the Lord just used her in so many ways is to speak truth into me. So that to me right now has been such a blessing. She, you know, I feel like I've been a call to be a helper to many women. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody just takes that time to speak to your soul, like I said earlier, like pray for encouragement, it has really blessed me. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'll be sure to link to all of her stuff in the podcast note, the show notes for anyone who wants to check that out. Awesome. Okay, last question. Obviously, this podcast is called Wild Hearts with Janine. So in your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart? I get this vision of like this girl running through a field and her hair is just blowing, you know, like we see it on like Instagram. 
And trying to transfer that into real life, it just reminds me she's unhurried. She's unrushed. Mm. She's at peace in her soul. And she's not trying to be somebody that she's not. She's just being authentic. And she's just mm-hmm. doing the thing that God has called her to do. And I love the word wild, uh, the two words wild heart, because it's just idea that like, she's open to adventure and she's open to the big things. And she's also open to the small things. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love that. I like got a little bit of chills as you were saying that. I was like, oh, that's what I think too. Like I love the the image of someone just, yeah, freely running through a field and like you said, just like abandoned, right? Like yeah. um, just totally in that no moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not worrying about everything else. She's totally, I love that. And yeah, to tie it into everything we talked about, just like weightless, right? Yes. Um, oh, that's so great. Well, Jessica, I want to make sure that all the listeners know where they can find you. So what is your Instagram or your website, or all those things? Do you have any... I think you have a book. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that and, and where people can check those things out. Yes, I have three books. They're all based on worth. So know, know Your Worth is my first one. I always tell people to start there. If you read all three in order, you kind of see my life uh, <laughs> unfold. And then A Worthy Wife and Own Your Worth. And I have a fourth book coming out in 2021 this year. And so... Wow. Then uh, I love Instagram personally. Uh, I feel like it's not as cluttered and noisy. And so yeah. I'm Jessica Hoddle over on Instagram and you can find my books at jessicahoddle.com as well. Perfect. Well, everyone go check out Jessica, get a copy of one of her books and be sure to follow her on Instagram. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This has been such a breath of fresh air. And I really am so expectant that as we all head into this new year and, you know, stay focused and prayerful about the things that God has for us right here and right now. Like he's just going to lead us into some really cool places. So thank you so much for sharing bits of your story and encouraging all of us who are listening. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right, I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith. Bye.